Okay, Blake, I've been working on some jingles for our new website launch. So I've got churchy, churchy, church, church dear. Toby, what have I told you about singing on the podcast? It doesn't work. But you know what is working? Our new website. You can actually get it to load on your phone. You can actually buy a new piece of gear without your phone bursting into flames. Well, what if I spelled it out like C-H-U-R-C-G-E-R? Toby, Toby, stop. That is not working. But you know what is working? The search bar on our website. You can actually search speakers and speakers will appear. No joke, that didn't always work. Okay, what if I just did something like go to churchgear.com? Uh, you know what? That one works. Blake, do you know what famous saying I use more than any other now that I've started a company? Oh, 100%. Uh, it'll be fine. Nope. It's good people are hard to find. Welcome to the Church Gear Podcast, where we pull the tech director out of the booth and onto the stage to share the most outlandish stories and hidden wisdom from the tech trenches. And now, here are your hosts. I'm your host, Blake Hodges, a man who has heard enough Tobyisms to write a whole book. And I'm here with my boss and co-host who reads more books at a time than anyone I know, Toby Walters. I think you might actually be correct in that. I I'm trying to think how many books I have going right now, and it's at least five. Toby, you read enough books that it honestly looks a little like uh, like a psychopath. Like when you go in someone's room and they have all those notes on the wall, like your stack of books looks like that to me. Because I'm like, how can one man read that many different books at one time? I get bored easily. I'm like a child. Now, what I want to figure out, and we need a lot of data to prove this, um, is that is that actually like genius? Are you getting, is there some kind of trick to that where you're getting all these viewpoints and they're meshing together in this medley or are you actually not retaining anything because you can't follow where you're at? Have you not learned by now that I'm a genius? I mean, come on. I worked here two years. I will not say that to your face, but I might think it's. Will you say it to my back? Yes. Well, I'm great. Your ego's high enough. Okay. So, so speaking of good people are hard to find. Well, yeah, I after mean, me, it's been pretty tough. <laughs> Uh, hey, look, they say, you know, you only strike gold once. I was your first hire wow. full time. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Remember how in my review yesterday you told me to not take myself too seriously? <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about you, Blake, half the time. All the time. That's my goal. So uh, I thought, you know, that I, I constantly say that because after hiring you, it can only go up from here. It's like hiring has become easier it, since you were the first full-time hire. It's like it, it's only uphill from here. Oh, it totally gets easier because... I was the hardest one to find because I was the most valuable. Uh-huh. Well, we could do this all day, Blake. But I want to transition this idea into the idea of building your, like, volunteer team at your church. Yeah, that's very tough. Yes. So I was thinking uh, just this week about, like, how people get into like tech and worship ministry. What are kind of the, the uh, barricades or point of entry? And I was thinking, well, it totally depends on the church size. Because in some churches, they're begging you to get involved and at other churches they are uh doing auditions and that, that's a good point you're not auditioning to be a greeter it's like can you say hi yeah can you smile and do say you, hi do you have resting uh karen face nope great you're hired <laughs> so i was thinking back uh my first moment in tech was at my church growing up and it was because my dad was the music director oh nepotism at its finest i know he said son do you want to get behind the board and see how that works and i said sure and so he said, okay, this man here is going to train you on it, and I, you don't understand why this is wrong, but this man taught me to put all the faders at Unity and then mix using the gain knobs. Our, our surprise guest just rolled his eyes and threw his hands in there, literally. I know. Like, why God, why? So 
like even not knowing anything about tech, I learned that lesson and I thought to myself like, that doesn't make any sense at all because you have these faders here where your fingers would naturally go and they just, they move like butter. And then you have these gain knobs at the top. Like why would you reach over the whole console to then mix using the gain knobs? It's probably not a good moment for you to be learning from someone that in your first lesson, you're like, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, I was 13 years old and I... Now, the moral of the story is that man eventually went to prison, so... Oh, sh well, all right then. <laughs> hey, listen, sometimes people go to prison. That's just, sometimes God has to take us through it. That's right. I got, so, I got family in prison, Toby. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm trying to... I don't have any family in prison currently that I'm aware of, but I... You and I both have some family history stories Look, that will another time. Jesus loves us all. That's right. So I was uh, thinking, fast forwarding to being a worship leader at, I was actually youth and worship at this tiny church. Like we would have 50 people on a Sunday morning. Talk about roles that get overlooked. The youth leader and the worship leader. We'll yeah. just have them both do it. Sure. So finding volunteers was quite a, a fun opportunity for me, to say the least. Did you have to find volunteers for the youth as well? Yes. Because I'm a youth volunteer, and I got to tell you, I got the good behaving group out of the two, and it's <laughs> it's chaos. So I'm thinking of how I actually got volunteers. So I was in college at the time. So number one, I found people in the band from college. I said, hey, I'll, I'll literally pick you up, and there's donuts and coffee. And they said, hmm, donuts and coffee. And so they would come, and they would play in the band. Like, I was in the jazz band in the, at the college, and so I would draw people over from the college with coffee and donuts. And so they would come and they would rehearse and we'd lead the worship. And then they would literally sleep through the sermon like every week. And I felt bad about it, but also I got it because like the sermon was not the greatest at a 50 person church. Youth sermons typically are pretty tough. Well, it wasn't the youth sermon. I'm not talking about the youth service. I'm talking about Sunday mornings. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But I was thinking what's hilarious on the youth side, how I found the volunteers is I dated them. <laughs> Whoever my girlfriend was at the time. Toby, would... did you have a harem of volunteers? I want to be clear that this is the least uh, bit of advice we've ever given. Don't have a harem of volunteers. There was just usually just one at a time. I mean, it was a small youth You just group. said usually, so not certainly. <laughs> I'm telling Shelly. Shelly is Toby's wife. Well, Shelly was one of them. It was the last one of them. I I'll say keep, that. Part of my job is keeping you from getting canceled, so let's move on. And then uh, doing another church plant after that, it was finding the tech person was, okay, who, who works in computers around here? That's the that's our biggest piece of advice. That's how you find a person doing that. Somebody who's and you would like to assume that tech people need to be musical and it's it's really ideal, but when you have zero options, you're like, okay, somebody that knows not to put their coffee on the console. I mean, if it's between Blake and somebody who knows IT, I'm going with the IT person. I mean, if console coffee on consoles or drinks on consoles taught me anything, that's step one. But maybe that's the wrong lesson. Yeah. So eventually, you know, especially after I started a company, um, I lost the the desire to be on stage or be behind the the board. Like it just kind of that was a season of my life, and I loved it. But then I was kind of over it, um, not in a bad way. I just I had moved on in life. God released you. And so six months ago, my family and I switched over to a new church, Church of the City in Franklin. 
And because well, it says in the Bible to always switch to the most popular church at the time, the trendy church, and Toby's a known we church. We did hopper. this for our children who are in youth group, who all their friends go to church in the city. That's notice, why you switch churches for your kids, Blake. You will, you know the common you denominator there. I'm in the youth group of fellowship, and you fled that. Oh, so. that's yeah. I do not want my children under your leadership. You should blame me. <laughs> yes. So, Church of the City is a, a huge church. This is a mega church, and so, and especially being in you know Music City, like they have so much talent in that church. So, we're now reversing over to a church that is like auditioning people, and you know, if you want to be in the worship band, you want to be in the production ministry, like you need to have certain qualifications, like they value excellence, which I appreciate because I worship there on a Sunday morning. And you got to hold your coffee cup with your pinky out. We're not pretentious. We're just really good at what we do, Blake. Literally read my mind because I was going to use that word and then I thought (laughs) I won't say that. So a third of our company goes to Church of the City. And it's funny, I've had multiple conversations with, with guys that are you know, have played in arenas or have mixed in arenas. Like, our guys have so much talent, yet they keep wondering, like, I wonder how I can get involved at Church of the City. Like, the barrier of entry is just so high because these guys are so talented. You're telling me that there's so many there's so many talented texts there that literally people who have mixed in stadiums can't get on the board on Sunday? I'm not saying they can't. But it's, but like, difficult. Yes. That's impressive. We're making it, so many church techs, yeah. like, die right now because they wish they could just take one of these people. Except there's one guy that, I'm telling you, the second week after he came to Church of the City, they're like, oh, do you want to mix on a Sunday? Well, he's so attractive. How could you say no? Uh, is that the point of entry, that he's so pretty? Well, it is a mega church. That's what I, you know— Start to see. And I'm telling you, I'm not trying to pump this guy up. It's the best mix I've heard since I've been there. Look, I get it, because this is also the only employee at Church Gear that I fear eclipsing me. So he's he's very talented. I mean, <laughs> Because everybody else already has? Wow, that was actually such a good retort, I'm literally speechless. Okay, <laughs> um, now bringing in the former production lead at Liberty University and now head of something at Church Gear, Drew Hester. <laughs> What's up, guys? Drew, how did you uh, land, uh, you know, serving in church so fast? When it sounds like you have to personally know Jesus in the flesh to get on st- on the mixer. Yeah, is it because of your talents or your gorgeousness? I uh, no comment. <laughs> right, did you become a big tither the first week, and then that got oh, you? Oh, hundred percent. I yeah, I'm getting paid just you know bukus of money now that I live in Franklin. So I'm you know just and dishing it out. I want to talk about your experience mixing at Church of the City. Do we want to do that now, or do we want to do truths and a lie? Truths and a lie. Okay, keep the we'll come back to this. So Drew, <clears throat> part of working at Church Gear is lying your butt off. Um, now that you work here, you're gonna have to lie to us. Um, here is his five, and if I mispronounce one of these, I didn't read them ahead of time, and Toby gets real mad when I do that. So It's just <clears throat> embarrassing for you, son. Here we go. Oh, there it is. You said it. It's permanent. <laughs> I now got church gear. While working a presidential event, I was suddenly forced into a wall by a Secret Service agent. My uncle was a was in the Secret Service a little bit, so maybe that was him. Sorry, Drew. Number two, I actually enjoy mixing monitors just as much as I do front of house. S- me too. Hmm. Same. Um <laughs> Number three, I started mixing at the age of eight years old. Well, he's like 14 now, so yes, that tracks. Babyface. Number four, I once got the opportunity to mix a band at the Red Rocks Amphitheater. Do you know Red Rocks, Blake? I actually do, but that's just because I'm a political junkie, and I watched a candidate that I used to agree with. Um, (laughs) It's funny how things can change in 10 years. I did a speech there, and I thought it was really beautiful, actually. I would love to Red Rocks is one of the iconic, coolest amphitheaters in the world, so that's... 
if that's true, that's I have not heard that story. Can we take a company? Oh no, I wasn't there personally. I'm saying I watched it online. No, I haven't been there personally either. We should take a company trip. Um, number sure. five, as a true production guy, a Midas M32 was in attendance at my wedding. Did it sit in a seat? <laughs> was it important to have it? And the M and the X32 sitting at different tables. Oh, okay. That was um, in parentheses. Were we supposed to riff off that or? Well, I'm just trying to figure out why Drew doesn't know how to count. He's got five things here. It's five truths and a lie. So maybe he just couldn't bring himself to lie. Maybe he's just too good a person to lie to us. He knows Jesus. But I'm thinking, you know, I'm all of a sudden wondering now, like, are M32s and X32 friends, or are they are they enemies? I never thought of it that way. I know some people have, I know everyone actually has a hot take, positive or negative, about the X32. I didn't know the Midas had beef with it as well. Sounds like everyone really, you know what? I'm the X32 of tech. Everyone hates on it. But it's still pretty useful. Well, the funny thing is, you know, we're doing the uh, the wedding analogy and the tables, and you could say, like, this family member doesn't like this family member because the Behringer and the Midas are both basically made by Behringer. Okay. Drew is uh, trying to subpoena me and say that there are actually six here. Yeah, so the email I sent you has six on it, so I think it just got deleted off the, the outline. Well, Do you want me to read it to you? I do. Okay, this, is, this is, comes after the M32, so we're still on track here. Uh, I once started a worship service set as the front house engineer and ended the set as a worship leader. Whoa. That's amazing. Also, no one's ever read one of their own truths and a lie, so well done, Drew. That's a first. Um, Toby, okay. what do you think's the lie? I think that last one is true because he wanted to brag about it, or maybe it's the lie because it needed to be included. I think the lie is he likes to mix monitors as much as front of house because I feel like most uh, audio guys have a, a leaning and a preference one way or the other. I don't think so. I think Drew is one of those... I, again, this guy's like a really good guy. I think he might be genuine on that. I think the lies the Red Rocks Amphitheater because he's young. That's I think geographically pretty far away from Virginia and Tennessee. So when would he have even been out there? Okay, Drew, reveal the truth. All right, Blake. As much as I hate to say this, you're right. Boom shakalaka. Oh I've always wanted to mix it Red Rocks, but haven't been there yet. Drew, you're so. fired for making Blake right. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> Okay, so tell us about like ending up on stage after like being the front of house guy. Okay, so I was uh, doing an event at my church, and during rehearsal, you know, I'm behind the board getting things dialed in, and the worship leader's like, I, I'm trying to play the song, I just don't know it, and it's the last song of the set. And I'm like, okay, cool, I know the chords here, let me show you how to play it. And then I played and sang along with the band during rehearsal, and they're like, can you just, can you just lead this? And I'm like 12 years old, so at this point, this is just like oh a, my gosh. like a youth gathering, and so it's not like it's not like Sunday morning. It's a little more informal, and so they're like, I was just like, okay, cool. I'll just come up and play the last song. So I left the console, my A2 stepped in, and I walked up on stage and led the last song. You, he had an A2. He had someone reporting to him at 12 years old. I believe it. I mean, he's he's number one church care employee. You know, in the sleeper app for a fantasy football league, I have number one church gear employee, but I'm very afraid <laughs> I'm losing it in this moment because even I'm impressed. And uh, you did just, Drew, you did I, just annihilate I me did. in fantasy football this week. <laughs> Embarrassingly. Yes. Well, that's not Toby's fault. Alvin Kamara was ruled out he, at the London game, which we all, it was, it was during church. So were you going to make Toby a center? Make him change him out in the middle mm -hmm. of the Especially when Drew was mixing this last week. You have to be committed. Okay, so let's, uh, let's go back to Church of the City. So um, talk about you know, the reality of jumping in on that board. Like, what was your prep time like? 
yeah, so I went in a couple days the week before, mixed a lot of tracks just to get familiar with their layout and the console, the whole system, and uh, just just to get to know the guys, right? Because I'm new to town. So uh, there was definitely a lot of time put into it, probably a couple hours, and then uh, just rocked and rolled on Sunday morning. And so did you know some of those guys ahead of time? Did they know who you were? Like, how did you just all of a sudden get yes. behind front of house? I'm good buddies with uh, Jesse Phillips, who plays bass at Church of the City. And he was the one who kind of made the intro. And The bass guy has pool? I've always been told that bass guys are like the me in the band. Like, they get crapped on. I'm surprised. Not Jesse. Okay. Jesse's the man. All right. Jesse the man with the plan. Dead um, air is not good for podcasting. So you're... They threw you in behind, is it a Ravage, right? Yeah, it's a Ravage. But you're a Digico guy. I am a Digico guy. Can, can you speak both languages? I can speak both languages. I have spent a lot of time on the CL series for Yamaha, so going up to the Ravage, it was, it was pretty familiar. Had to do some, some minor research, but it, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a tool. You just got to learn how to use it. Okay, so you joined us from Liberty University, and you were... What one of the production leads at Liberty? How does that work? What was your on his resume? Like? It said he ran Liberty. Toby. <laughs> Before we get to Liberty, though, we need to talk about the presidential event. So you got thrown into a wall when you were you were mixing. I wasn't mixing. I was actually running stage that day, stage managing. And as a uh, you know, before the president gets in the building, or in this case, it was the vice president. Uh, they, you know, there's there's a little less security, but once he enters the building, it's like all hands on deck. And so, all of a sudden, I'm like walking around backstage, getting mics on, ready to go. Next thing you know, he walks in the building, and I am pushed into a wall and told not to move. So, is this Mike Pence? I'm assuming it was okay. Vice President Mike Pence for your age range. That I was that was my guess. Okay, well that's cool. Then you and Dave both have uh, Secret Service moments happening in your life. So. Okay, so tell us about Liberty. What was your kind of role there, and what what were you guys overseeing as far as production? Right, so at Liberty, there's different things going on from sports to worship services to cookouts. I mean, our production team was handling the entire campus, so anything production-related, we were kind of like the in-house um, production warehouse. Um, and so we supplied gear, we mixed the events, we, we did everything. Um, ESPN broadcasts to ESPN Plus for our sports the whole the whole nine yards there. So stop being impressive. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, it took several production managers, so we called them production leads. So there was multiple production leads on the team, and we worked together underneath a you know a production director um, who kind of kept us all on track. And the goal was to be able to um, use both our students and our full time staff to go and execute events and make sure everything was on track. So it almost feels like. Uh Almost like there's nothing quite as unique as if you want to learn production and the the wide array of that field, like there's no better place than Liberty. Like you're thrown into the deep end and you got to learn to swim quick. Absolutely. I, I learned so much there. The way I like to describe it, it's kind of like being on tour, but not having to go sleep on a bus every night because we were loading in and out of different venues on campus, doing a wide variety of corporate and, you know, uh, like concert events. So just getting those different types of training thrown at you every day for, you know, 12 hours a day sometimes. It's, you know, it's it's a lot, but it's also just very, very growing, very challenging. And, and I loved it. It was a great time there. And if you had to say what was like your favorite thing to be called in to do? Oh, absolutely. Mixing on Wednesday nights for what we called campus community. It was when um, like our pastor would give a message and we'd have worship. Um, we'd do like seven or eight songs. And so just a, an entire worship set that night, every Wednesday. And man, that was just so much fun to get in there and see the students just uh, going after God, pursuing the Lord through the word, through song. And uh, it, it'd be pretty bumping. So 
going, you gave him all these different things he could have picked at his favorite. I mean, sports events, and yet he picks church service, just continuing to be the golden boy. That's oh, that's what we're gonna start calling you now, the golden boy. Oh man! So <laughs> going, you just called yourself gold at the beginning of the podcast, and he's the golden boy. I guess he's transporting me places. Um, so going from Liberty to now helping Church Gear serve smaller churches. Um, your role here is to serve the smaller churches by helping them buy the right gear, whether we have it or not. Um, so what are the most like common problems smaller churches are having when they're trying to figure out the gear they need? How often are you, you know, answering those questions? How often do we have the gear? How often do we not? Uh, and do you regret switching jobs? (laughs) Give the honest answer, Drew. So if you lie at church gear, it's like half lying at church. I absolutely love what I'm doing at Church Gear, and I'll, and that's actually those are two great questions to go together because a lot of the smaller churches are literally just it's a single pastor um, doing everything, and so I'm I was getting, about to say how often are you working with literally the pastor? I'm who's literally also the tech a director? lot of time. Yes, exactly. I, I'm getting calls from pastors all the time and emails saying, "Hey, I, I don't know what I need or even why I need it, but I've been told this is what I should get." We Can should make the pastor package, and it's like if you're the church or if you're the the tech director and the pastor, here's the pastor package, and it just oh, I love it. The production like pastor pass package. We're basically <laughs> just having a staff meeting on this podcast. So. <laughs> basically, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about all our ideas and then get feedback from the tech community on which ones will work or not. Hey, this look, if, if five church pastors reached out and said, "Please send no, me a I check," love it. like, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh my gosh, wait, Drew, did you hear that? Toby said he liked my idea, but it was Drew's idea. You just re. It's a good thing it. we're recording because now we can prove that it happened. Yes. Okay. So, anyways, though, tell us about those conversations because truly, our heart at Church Gear is to get this gear back to the smaller churches. Absolutely. So recently I was able to help a church out in East Nashville and, and the pastor literally just called and said, hey, I was preaching on Sunday morning and the the congregation in the back of the room kept raising their hands saying, we can't hear you. Um, and so, so many tech directors just went, oh, I'd love to turn it up. I'd love to turn it up. <laughs> right. Thank you. So the issue there was they just, they needed some some new speakers. Their speakers were just worn out. They weren't producing well. And so um, they gave me a call. I was able to go out and visit and uh, you know, we just we were able to provide them with some new speakers. They did a quick offering in their congregation and raised the money for these speakers, which was absolutely incredible. That's and when I feel like our job's real serious now because literally they just <laughs> took an offering to buy exactly. our gear. No pressure, it, right? It better work. Yeah. And so uh, we got the speakers out there, and the next Sunday they were up and running. It was awesome. So what's it like going from Liberty where I assume it's, you know, there are – everybody has a budget, but, like, their budget is enormous. Whatever is needed – gets purchased to now like literally the smallest churches in America that say are the people in the back can't even hear we don't have any money so what's uh you know the you have a huge mind sh- mindset shift Be careful into, with your words there Toby <laughs> into uh helping these small churches how do you wrap your head around like okay now I've got to figure out like what is the least that you need but will actually serve you that's true. Like at, at Liberty, we did have a larger budget. At the same time, sometimes you were presented with, uh, you know, scenarios where it's like, hey, we have this equipment and we have to make it work. And that's scalable if you understand what you're doing. And so when I'm going into these smaller churches, knowing that there, there is a smaller budget, it's it's not about getting the the most expensive thing because sometimes the most expensive thing isn't needed. It's not practical. And so there are a lot of less expensive options. And in our case, to use gear options that can really serve and benefit this church at a cost-effective method. And so that's the most practical thing for that church. Um, they don't need, you know, 64 channels. They just they need just something that is good quality. It, it can be 16 channels. It can be two speakers. It doesn't have to be a line array, things like that, where 
it's, it's not about a name brand. It's about what actually serves them well. So when you're having these conversations with the church, and just like you said, the pastor calls up and says, I don't even know what I need. What questions do you tend to start with and just say, okay, time out. Let's start here and work from here and figure out what you actually need first. I usually start by asking questions about the congregation. What you know, what what's the size of the room? What's kind of the vibe? What's going on? To try to get a picture of you know where they're at, um, because if you know if it's an older congregation, I might recommend one thing. If it's younger, they might need more low end. I was literally going to ask you. So, be honest. Do you ask the congregation age? Because jokes aside, that's probably a consideration. It is because you have to think about things like: Do they need um, you know assistant hearing devices? Do they need you know? subs if they're a youth group you know if it's if it's a church where it's mostly older people we're not going to recommend a sub because that's not practical way for them to spend their money maybe they need more wireless mics maybe they need headsets for you know assisted listening things of that nature so those are the questions i want to ask because i want to understand the heartbeat of the church and what their mission is and how we can let the gear serve that mission again the golden boy with a great answer um it's funny to talk about mission because we literally when we were hiring drew we were like we need someone to do the mission of church gear. <laughs> We're getting all this gear very well. How do we get it back to the church? So, Drew, uh, congrats. You get to hold the whole mission on your shoulders. How does that feel, the pressure? Uh, it's a little heavy. I mean, that's like half of the mission is is just on you. So, y- you good with it? I'm good with it. I love it. I love getting to talk to these pastors just because I can relate to what they're going through. I understand. You know, I've been part of church plants before, and I see um, just the great need, especially as, you know, we're getting into an age where technology is driving everything. Um, it, not that we need the technology to present the gospel, but it can help it, and we can serve our churches by actually giving them gear that helps them proclaim the message of the gospel. And how often can a church that's like, man, this sounds terrible, be fixed with, you know, one or two pieces of gear and a minor adjustment? Or am I overestimating? Does it typically take... That's actually like... A great example was uh, a church had an older wireless mic, and they thought the entire system was broken because this mic kept dropping out. Well, realistically, that one device was the problem. It wasn't the whole system. And so just by simply changing that out, you're able to make a system that's already in place work. How did you troubleshoot that, though? Did they know, or did you... Uh, So, you know, with different churches, you know, if we're local, we can go visit them. But also, even just asking you know, questions that help them troubleshoot the process. You know, what does it sound like? What happens if you do this on the console? What happens if you mute this or unplug this? I can kind of get an idea of what's going on. Mm. Love it. Love it. Is there, in your experience, and maybe this just totally depends on the church, but is there an easiest way for a church to make the first step towards sounding better or looking better or performing better? Absolutely. I think, you know, in church we we experience community within our church, but I think it's also okay and good to reach out. And so if you've got another church in your area that is able to, you know, maybe they're a little further along than you in their growth, like reach out to some people on their staff or their volunteer team and ask for help. Um, I, you know, I firmly believe in the global church as a whole. And so like, if we can help each other out, I think that's awesome. That's actually a really fun idea. Like what if two church tech pastors swapped on Sundays and was like learned from each like each other's church and was you know it's kind of like wife swap but instead it's church tech pastor swap to see like oh this piece of gear over here would really work for me or oh I didn't I never knew this trick that would be really fun we could film that uh, just not to, I know this is not staff meeting but that would be really fun no I think there are so many ways for you know church techs at large churches that they often you know feel like they're in a silo and I totally get it like they have such immense expectations on their shoulders. 
uh, but they can often forget, like, there are literally 50 tiny churches within five miles of me that if I have an hour on a Wednesday to just reach out and say, like, hey, if there's anything you ever need, you know, on occasion, like, I'd love to stop by and just help. Like, like Drew just said, troubleshooting that wireless microphone, like a, a tech at a large church would figure that out in 30 seconds. Yeah, a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick phone call and just to have that support too. Like just knowing, hey, these people, I've got got their number in my back pocket. I can call them if, if I have something going on. I think that's, especially like you said, because of the isolation, just just super helpful. I, w- I wouldn't discount the smaller churches even though. That's why I said the swap regardless of the size because how many times do we hear a church tech say, I'll take a skilled tech over the gear any day. And I assume in the bigger churches, that's where they got the more gear. But yeah, that, and especially reaching out because I mean, how often are we at these conferences where people talk about how this is the one time they see people like you shouldn't only like sincerely, you shouldn't only see people at Philo and MXU. Like you should see some other church tech community friends throughout the year. That's a long time to go, you know, in a drought. Um, Drew, when you're having these conversations with a smaller church, um, and the reason we keep saying smaller church is because bigger churches, they, they buy from us, but they typically have a bigger budget. We really want to help the smaller churches. And they also know what they need. They'll right. call us up and say, hey, I need to replace this. Yes. Do you guys have it? And we're like, yep. Um, but like when you're having that conversation, what's typically some of the questions you're asking to to lock in on that? Well, usually the first question I ask is, hi, what's your name? Well, okay, the golden <laughs> boy is finally smart aleck enough. Mm, sarcasm is strong with this one. I like it. Well, I was going to say, that's actually a point in his favor as well. We <laughs> like that around here. So what else do you ask them after you get their name? I, I, I want to get at the big picture, right? Okay, what are you doing? Are you doing you know, video? Are you trying to live stream? What, what are your needs? Because you know, there, there might be a device that works for one church that's you know, great, but doesn't work for another church who's trying to live stream or do something different. So it, you really do have to ask questions to kind of get down to the nitty gritty of like, okay, what are your actual needs versus wants and ideas? <clears throat> What I'm hearing is that you're not stuck at where you're currently at if you're trying to upgrade your system. Um, apparently, Drew can can fix it. Um, now, tell me this. is the pa- Are the pastors easier to work with or uh, are general customers? Like, let's just say a, a random person on eBay reaches out. Who's nicer, the pastor or the random random customer? That's an easy one. <laughs> so it's the random customer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love my phone calls with pastors because they end up praying for me. <laughs> so that's See, great. in a perfect world, Drew would only ever talk to churches. Um, okay, so like, what's the easiest way for a small church to quickly upgrade their system other than just buying our gear? And is obvious. it an X32 or an M32? <laughs> and why do those have beef? Let's go back to that learning learning corner with Blake. Like, tell me why why do those have a thing? They're they're essentially the same console. It's it's just a different name. They're, oh, they're literally dang. the same software. It's the everything's pretty much the same. There's I think maybe different preamps, but. It's just literally the same format. I'm going to put up a poll to see if people agree with you. That's hot fire right there to say they're the same console. Because people hate on the on the X32, but people love Midas. As Supposedly a the M32 has better preamps. So like the, it's the upgraded X32. Blake, if you'll remember a few episodes back when we had Jeff Sandstrom on, he said he mixes on the Behringer M32. And I corrected him saying, oh, that's the X32. And he's like, no, I meant what I said. They're basically the same thing. Oh, that's funny. And it would be hilarious if we were able to ever correct Jeff Sandstrom. That's that sounds nearly impossible. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. Even with all my confidence. Okay, Blake. So speaking of correcting you, let's play a little game. No. Do you want to play a game? All right. You know how I like to pit you against the guest. <clears throat> so this will just be fun. Um, 
So on, I would love Drew to know his definition of fun one day. Um, on the outline, I wrote one thing, but uh, you know, it's not named that it, song anymore. It's not named that song anymore. I, Drew, oh, I'll, no. I'll have you know, I'll threaten you with this. Last okay. week, I beat Adam Taylor in Vegas Artists in Residence. Now, half of that is because I just kept shouting band names. He was <laughs> he just kept shouting Elvis. <laughs> well, I, well, there you go. I was like, look, if there's no um, penalty for saying three guesses before Adam has his one, I'm gonna go for it. That's true. And Adam was nice enough to let me do that. Yeah, and I think Adam let you one. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at my Venmo history, you'll see $100 were sent to... Ah, there's the truth right there. There's the truth. Adam's like, do I want to win this stupid podcast game or do I want 100 bucks from Blake? And we were both like, this is an obvious trade. Yes. Right. Okay, so uh, boys, today we're going to play Toby Trivia. Oh my goodness. If I lose this, Who I knows their boss pissed. best? Come on now. Blake has been here way longer than me. Oh, I'm gonna, this is not good. I'm usually like, oh, if Blake gets a point, it's great. Now I have to get the And point. boys, the winner of the com- or winner gets 10% of the company. Well, that's great because I got 10% last week so can i like do i get like a phone a friend can i phone shelby who is shelby Shelby? (laughs) he just got you already losing you don't know my wife's name (laughs) he got your wife's name wrong shelly toby's done i'm sorry shelly drew is done he just lost right there (laughs) okay question one speaking of shelby shelby's i'm never gonna live that i know i'm never gonna live where did i first meet my wife in church well, I don't know her. I don't know her name, so I don't know how I'm going to get this right. But <laughs> it in, was not in church in California. Yes, it was. No, it. Oh, wasn't. we're talking about grade school. Like when you formally started talking, it was in a church service. But then you guys went to school together. More specific. Second grade. Even earlier. Kindergarten. I'm, I'm going to go with preschool. Preschool is correct. I, I'll have the jury know I had more details, but whatever. I met my wife on the ple- preschool playground. Now, Drew, is that where he met Shelly or Shelby? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and which one uh, was the one that helped me lead the youth group? I was going to, that was, <laughs> dang it, that was my next one. Okay. I, I feel terrible. I'm How sorry. did I accidentally become the lead singer of my first band? I don't know How that. How am answer. I supposed to know this? Like, um, is well, I, I'm just gonna I'm Drew, just, just a, saying are you saying is, expectations at church here should be reasonable because that's unreasonable <laughs> of you. Uh, Look, there's ten percent on the line here, so like this is important. I'm. Hmm. What's ten percent of a million dollars in debt? Uh, Drew, do you want to? That was a joke. We don't have a bunch of debt. Uh, Drew, do you want to just agree we'll split it five five no matter what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get this because I'm just gonna stab in the dark here. Uh, was it because he had bad grades? Who had bad grades? The, the lead singer. So I had to switch out because my lead singer had bad grades? Yeah. Okay. He was like grounded or something? I mean, I guess I would say uh, they couldn't come because they uh, they had like an issue, like a scheduling conflict, or like they, they just quit at random. Okay, Drew, did I tell you that story at some point? Because you got it right. I, I just This is just a guess. I don't know. <laughs> Drew got it right. The golden boy is so golden, a random shot in the dark. So I became the lead singer of my first band because the lead singer got grounded for making bad grades. And we had a recording session. So I was like, well, I'll just sing the songs. It, it seems like a common thing that would happen to a, a young man. So, True. Drew, is this you confessing that you got bad grades and got grounded a lot? Uh, no, I never really got grounded. I, the only thing that ever happened to me was that my mom would take my guitar away from me. But that was about it. So, That's a rock song right there. My mom oh. took my guitar away. Okay. What is my favorite morning beverage? Oh, smoothie. Oh, yeah, it's like smoothies, water, coffee. It's all of them. Drew's correct. All of them. This I is literally such said BS. all of them, more specifically, coffee, water, and smoothie. Come on. He lit, that's what he ordered like this morning. Come on. Drew, we were such good friends until 
five minutes ago. Listen, there's 10% on the line. This is... Well, I got 10% last week. Okay. Who is my favorite employee at Drew Church Gear? Hester. Brew? Drew Hester. Drew Everybody Hester. knows this. Charlie is the best employee at Church Gear. Absolutely. Charlie is so true. Did you put Charlie on there? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Blake. I mean, if and if any of our churches have had Charlie out, they realize that's 100% true. Who Forget doesn't love Charlie? He's the about best. Charlie. He's yeah. our one but remote employee in another state. Yeah. Okay. Who listens to my music? Name at least two of my album titles. Oh, man. Have you listened to his music, Blake? I did. <laughs> and I here's my problem with Toby's music. What the voice There's of Toby's music is like Toby's a guy with music. his shirt unbuttoned. He's very muscular. <laughs> He's got flowing hair like Fabio. It sounds like a, a lion became a, a man, and I can't rectify that with the short goblin that Toby is. So I, seeing, I gave you a couple of my records, right? Yeah, seeing as that I was trying to impress you when you tried to hire me, yes. I think I know a few of these. So I think mm. one was uh, something about Fight. Yep, yep. Fight okay. was the last one yeah. I did. And then there was another one. Uh, some something uh somewhere to somewhere to begin. Yep. Okay, that's two, right? You asked for two. Somebody, when I give them my records, listens to them, Blake. You know how I said family in prison? I'm gonna send one of them to take <laughs> Drew out because clearly he's gonna beat me in this game. All right, what is my favorite TV show of all time? Oh, I know this. The Office. No, no, it can't be. Oh, Seinfeld. It's The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years. How? How do you know this? I wanted That's to get hired here. You have to, I mean. You got to learn your boss, Blake. You have See, to learn the Drew boss. Drew learned the boss. I just was in the boss's small group for two years. It was an mm-hmm. easier path. And you don't know the answers to the questions? Okay, Blake. I think you know the answer to this. Let's see. What do I hate most in this world? Did you put me? But I was going to say like traffic. And now it's literally. Oh, cold weather. It's literally my password. Oh, oh, uh, it's whoa, your dog. Whoa, 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 whoa. We can't say his password on the podcast. He got it. What is it? It's his dog. My oh. dog. My stupid dog. The, the reason I know this is because at the interview, my original interview when I came to town, my wife Ellie and I were at the table at Toby's house having dinner. And Ellie is, is sitting right next to me, just having a nice time eating her meal. Toby gets up from the table and yells, Ellie, stop! <laughs> and we're looking at each other like, what is wrong with him? His dog's name is, is Ellie. Ellie. Yes. And the dog was doing something. And so, so how we does just... Ellie's parents feel that they named her after a dog? <laughs> it's different. Okay. Uh, it's a nickname for different names. Mine's Eleanor, and your wife is Alyssa. Alyssa. See, different. It's different. It isn't a little. Different. I don't know how okay. Alyssa turns into Ellie, but okay. E L I S A. Two more. What sport did I let her in in high school? The freaking you, crap! He doesn't seem like a. Football you didn't. Player, Trick so. question. Incorrect. I, <laughs> I did. Choir? It's got to be Southern <laughs> California. Swimming? I'm nope. going to go with volleyball. Tennis. Volleyball is correct. Southern California. Everybody played volleyball in Southern California. I think what I just learned is I've never listened to Toby say anything a day in my life. <laughs> okay, okay final question, skills. boys. What is my greatest regret? Hiring Blake. Yeah, that's oh, easy. Oh, you got oh, one yeah. right. <laughs> you got that's one too right. Easy. That one doesn't count. <laughs> that, that was way too easy. easy. Sincerely, this is the first time I've ever been sad about losing a game on the podcast. I, I can't believe I lost I'm just it, glad it's to me. Oh, golden boy. All right, Drew, how does it feel to own 10% of church gear? Uh, be- Better than not owning 10% of church gear. Yeah, totally. Well, There's I mean, some responsibility that comes with that. Now you're though. in the I mean, 10% club because I got it last week. Is there, a, is there like a badge? Do I get a, like a star? Yeah, and sticker? at what point do we tell Blake that we cheated? I think now would be a good time. Okay. <gasps> you <laughs> got him. Oh. You know what? This is actually sweet, sweet relief. 
I feel so much better because Drew still gets ten percent of church. That's day, fine. So. Yeah, takes, a win is a win. I mean, people don't understand how gross my ego is like it takes a lot to bring, bring me down i was genuinely a little sad i was like how did i do this bad like i was sad <laughs> that was phenomenal that was should great. we get back to our tech takeaway should we, we put a bow on this yes we, we need to keep a stop clock in here so these games don't go more than five minutes um but it was so fun to watch you sweat well i you know i'm not the one who's got visible armpit sweating going on right now i'm not gonna say who it is um it's not me that's a tease for not a future it. story uh drew why don't you hit us with some some real content, a tech takeaway. Um, you spend all this time with the smaller churches, helping them get the right gear they need. You had all these years in Liberty. You're the golden boy. You're 10% owner of church gear. You've got to have just beautiful, beautiful content for a tech takeaway for us. I don't want to repeat anything that has already been said on the podcast. Which, which is I tough have... after 34 yes, episodes. Yes, don't so say, thank you. Don't say invest in your people because we've heard that a lot. <laughs> okay, so you should invest into your people. Drew, I hate you. <laughs> all right, so no, I... I just see this a lot where um, church guys, you know, they show up, the techs are showing up on Sunday morning and they go straight to the booth. And so like, I would just encourage you to, you know, church is a communal thing. Like we need to experience community and that happens outside the walls of the church, but also like on Sunday morning when you're there, like have a conversation with the bass player, go up and have a conversation with the drummer, have a conversation with your worship leader and engage with them and like experience community on Sunday mornings, even when you're busy. So just, just don't forget to do that. It's important. I think in the middle of a stressful Sunday morning, when you know you have those relationships built, it's going to carry you through a lot easier than trying to bear the weight of making Sundays happen by yourself. So Toby, Drew said he wanted, that's great advice. He said he wanted to give one he hasn't given before. I know we've had one just about the same as like, go shake hands, go, go, go on the platform. So Drew, I'm going to, I'm going to try to pull, you know, blood out of a rock here and I need a I need another tech takeaway from you. I'm still hurt about the game, so <laughs> I need you to be put You're on the spot. You're just over there brooding. Yes. Uh, don't mix the faders at Unity. <laughs> don't mix with the gain knobs. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That's actually our literal first tech takeaway that actually is tech. Um, they've all been philosophical, so I'll take that one. That's a good one. And the funny thing is like on a on a Ravage or on uh, modern digital consoles, wouldn't you have to pull up each channel in order to adjust the gain? Uh, yes. Whereas all the faders are laid out right. where your fingers would go. All right, Drew, you got anything to plug? Um, I mean, you work at Church Girl already, so I don't know what you would be plugging. Well, and now he owns 10% of it, so he might as yeah. well plug it. Follow us. Well, do you want to give out your do you want to give out your email since you help churches get uh, here? You can email sales at churchgear.com and I will respond. Mm. And if you can get his personal email then that's the real trick because I know he's given that out. Actually, part of him coming on at Church Gear was to legally change his name to Sales. So he is Sales Hester. And I'm getting a, that tattooed as well. Yeah, 100%. Real talk, Drew. If you were given a 50% raise, would you get, <laughs> I'm serious, would you get, or would you legally change your name to Sales? I uh, change my name, no. But tattooed, would you get it yes. tattooed where, though? Like on your chest? For 50%? Uh, somewhere, raise. Somewhere Not 50% of the company. Leg, maybe, I guess. I don't like where I can hide it. But maybe for 100% raise, like just, you know, absolutely just, I don't know. Can I, get something, can I get something on your neck for 100% raise? Yeah, I'd do it. All right, there we go. I, I think the, the moral of the story of this episode of the podcast is church gear is basically like doofuses without rules. And like, on, I appreciate that compliment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That's us. That is the Church Gear Takeaway. Thanks for listening. And hey, congratulations on Surviving Sunday. If you happen to make it through next Sunday as well, join us again for your weekly Tech Breather. 
So, Blake, do you remember when we were at, uh, I guess you weren't even at the MXU Atlanta event. That was when you got fired a whole bunch. Well, Atlanta, yeah, I've got, Atlanta took out a restraining order on me because I took out so many trees, so. But, but I remember you reaching out to me saying, hey, if you can get some content for our social media reels, and so I got some content. You, you and did then, such a good job. And then sales Hester, Drew Hester was like, yeah, he, he basically patted me on the head. He's like, nice try, but um, that looks terrible. And then he got better content. So I was thinking, you know, thankfully we brought on Drew to really step up our social media game. Well, technically, Toby, let's let's have a conversation about that. Um, don't the numbers decide what the better content is? Oh, do I have more views on my reel? You do. I already looked. Almost yes! literally like 10 away from a thousand more. So, man, do you know how you get more views? Uh, you listen to the Church Gear Podcast. Um, but if uh, you want to get even more views in life, you use the code podcast for 11% off at churchgear.com. And you can reach out to Sales Hester, and uh, he'll help you out with that. So, Did you did you get 11% approved by Drew? Because well, he owns 10% of the company now. He is your boss. Everything has to go through me now. So. You know, you're, are you saying you're Jesus? Everything goes through you? Everything Church Gear related goes through me. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Church Gear success or failure is now on Drew. Okay, Blake, I've been working on some jingles for our new website launch. So I've got churchy, churchy, church, church gear. Toby, what have I told you about singing on the podcast? It doesn't work. But you know what is working? Our new website. You can actually get it to load on your phone. You can actually buy a new piece of gear without your phone bursting into flames. Well, what if I spelled it out like C-H-U-R-C-G-E-A-R? Toby, Toby, stop. That is not working. But you know what is working? The search bar on our website. You can actually search speakers and speakers will appear. No joke, that didn't always work. Okay, what if I just did something like go to churchgear.com? Uh, you know what? That one works.